What's up, bitches? Welcome to another episode of Broadway Girls. It's Caroline. I'm doing a solo episode today with the rated R superstar from Birmingham, Alabama, who took the music scene by the tits, put it on its back, and dog-fucked a generational hit out of it. As most of you may know, dig down in Dallas. That will raise eyebrows at karaoke and dive bars across this great nation and world for many years to come. Trey Lewis, welcome to Broadway Girls. Thank you for having me on today. That was a hell of an intro. I know, right? That was yeah. pretty good. Did you write thanks, that Pey- yourself? No, thanks, Peyton. Yeah. Um, you were actually one of the first people that I wanted on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, when we were making a list, yeah, I put you on there. So. Yeah, you DM'd pretty quick about it. I was like, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I think you DM'd me too about using a studio or something. Yeah, I was just like, if you need a place, we got it. Thanks. We got to figure out a way to make money on ours. So we've been, we've been renting our podcast space out. Wait, so is that, like, actually your apartment? Yeah, I rent up an apartment down there, and um, we've got all the cameras and the whole the whole shebang. We have, like, four cameras and, like, lighting. It's pretty extravagant, but we're having fun with it, so. That's good. DM Monday podcast, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, DM Monday. So how'd you come up with that name? So when Dig Down in Dallas first popped off, I was getting, like, a crazy amount of DMs, like, mm-hmm. People asking crazy questions like, what's the circumference of your dick hole? Like, oh, yeah, is that like, the stuff that's on your, um, yeah, the on the intro? intro like, mm-hmm. shit on my chest. Like, we have this one girl that comes to the show and to our show, and every time she comes to our show, like, we did the, the first show we that she came to, we opened for Hardy in like this amphitheater or no, like a uh, arena. And she had a sign that said, shit on my chest. She was like holding it up. Oh, my God. Um, but she would send me all kinds of like crazy DMs. So every Monday I would do a reel on um Instagram of me like I was like one I was like sitting in the hot tub or like whatever, just somewhere reading these DMs and like coming up with like crazy responses and people like really loved them. So I toyed with the idea of like starting a podcast because you know Brill was like had a podcast and we were just like always having these funny conversations. I was like, mm-hmm. we should start a podcast, you know. Have you um, actually shit on anybody's chest? I've never done that. I'm not really into shit on your chest. I'm not really into poop stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Though. So, but I you mean, you you never know what you're into until it happens. I mean, I just can't get past that. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Be, but like, I don't think I would be into that. But um, what do you think about Lacey's deer? That was pretty funny. Yeah, that screenshot was from Matt. Yeah, I was telling Matt about it. Yeah, it was funny. She said her dad like pissed himself laughing. Yeah, are they gonna fix that or what? I don't. She said she doesn't. Gonna know. put that up like right here. Show it to show it to oh, the yeah. people. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how they're gonna fix that. Honestly, I told her to put eyelashes on it. Here you yeah. go, Carter. See it? Yeah. But um, <laughs> God, so that's ridiculous. Okay, so let's talk about your start in music. All right. Um, most people don't know that you started kind of later, like when you were 19, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so how did you get into it? So, I mean, I grew up loving music. Um, I always loved country music. Like, my mom had this a big, elaborate karaoke machine at her at our house. And, like, you know, she had, like, the CD book that you went through. You might not know what CDs are, but... You're what? How old are you? Twenty. I'm about to be twenty nine. I, okay, I used so, to have yeah. a Walkman, like the yeah. cassette tapes. So you know Come how on. you had the CD books, like yeah. pull through. Well, you would go through, and then it would have the CD, and then it would have like, you know, twelve songs or how many ever songs are on a CD that you could like pick from. So she and like you would put it in, and then play it, 
and then the words would come up on the TV. So she had that. She has it now, but it, now it's like on her computer, and like she has yeah. to go to like the local like uh, bar by our um, lake place and like give them a USB, and like she gives it to them and they update it. And Dick Down in Dallas is now on that thing. My mom thinks yeah. it's so cool. She was like, "Let me show it to you. Here, I'll sing you your song." <laughs> and uh, but so I was like always like grew up and like you know singing karaoke, and then I had mm-hmm. like two older uncles that play guitar and we would always get together and they would pick and grin and I would get up and sing a song. So like I always had the love for it. But when I was 13, I got into doing drugs and drinking mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like lost interest for all other activities because that was so cool. And uh, I did that for, for like six years. I dropped out of high school. I was in and out of jail, um, like in and out of like um, insane asylums, like all kinds of crazy shit. Like oh, shit. it got really bad, yeah. Um, and then um, when I was nineteen, I was like, finally enough was enough. Uh, I went to rehab, and I went to this place called Bradford Health Services in Warrior, Alabama, and I was there for uh, two weeks. And I got a nice little letter from my mom in there. She said, "You can't come home until your court date or sentencing, so you have to find somewhere to go." I had. I had a couple felonies at the time, um, like DUI, uh, theft charge, a couple of other things, um, possession of cocaine. You know, I was just, I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, um, uh, I went to this halfway house and I lived there for six months. And um, I remember when I checked into rehab, I was like, I was singing this song. It's called Start With Me by Jake Owen. It was oh, yeah, like one of his, that. remember that song? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, if I can, I remember the night I checked into rehab, I was sitting out on the porch like they have in the detox unit and I was smoking a cigarette and I was singing that song and I was like, if I can get sober, I'm going to get a guitar and teach myself how to play that. Like I got my first guitar when I was like 13, but then I realized that like you actually had to like put work in to learn it. And I was like, fuck this, this is too hard. (laughs) Yeah. So I remember having that thought while I was in rehab and then I went to the halfway house and I lived there for six months and like I started doing the whole thing going to AA like working the 12 steps doing all that stuff and then when I was nine months sober I made amends to my father which during my active addiction like I'd stole money from him and Mm -hmm. he had like sent me to military school and like I got kicked out and I mean the military school school was my idea like I got high on cocaine one night and was like okay like I got, like, court stuff hanging over my head, like, mm-hmm. if I, you know, and I'd already dropped out of high school, like, three times, you know, oh, and I was, like, if I just, like, go to, like, you know, this military school, I'll graduate high school, and I'll be able to go to college with all my friends, et cetera. Yeah. Sorry, my phone's ringing. No, you're fine. And, um, so, I, um, uh, I made amends to my father, and we are, you know, like I said, our relationship was kind of estranged, and then, uh, he was, like, you know, during the 12 steps, you ask people what you can do to make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, not I'm sorry because they already know you're a sorry son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. by then. Um, and he said, there's nothing you can do to make it right. Just keep doing what you're doing. And um, he was like, if you'd like to, you can live with me. And I had never lived with my dad until I was like, I don't know, uh, uh, since I was like two, you know, because my parents divorced at yeah. a young age. So, um, I said all that to say this, I, I was six months sober and I was like, man, I need something to do like 
something to keep my hands busy other than like going to meetings and like working at the smoothie shop. So I decided, you worked at a smoothie shop? Yeah, I worked there for like four years. Oh, wow. And I uh, decided to buy a guitar. And um, yeah, I taught myself how to play it. I had some friends show me some things. And, you know, when I brought the guitar home, originally my dad was like, that's great, Trey, just another, you know, idea that you have that mm-hmm. you're not going to stick to. Because that was my always my biggest problem is, is, like, I would start all these projects or, like, ideas or, like, whatever, but I would never, like, finish through. That's why I, like, dropped out of high school. If anything was too hard, I always, like, quit at the first, you know, sign of whatever. And, um... But within, like, three days, I was already playing, like, Wonderwall and, like, Sweet wow. Home Alabama. And, like, I don't know. I just remember the first time I learned how to, like, play a G chord. I was like, wow, this feels better than drugs. This is, like, something I want to do. So that's pretty much how I got my start. And then I can go more into it if you want me to. I kind of go I mean, on autopilot sometimes no, you're when fine. I start I like, telling my story. No, I listen to Bunny's, like, uh, podcast with yeah. him. Yeah, that shit's wild. Yeah. So, like, when did you start talking about your mental health journey and stuff like that? Because I know you're, like, a big mental health advocate now. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's always been important for me. Like, so when I first got sober, like, I really didn't know what I was doing, honestly. I remember I was talking to my mom, like, last week, and um, my my stepdad went to rehab for Christmas this year, and he's wow. he's got, like, 90 days sober now, and... So it's it's really been cool because when I first got sober, I was like, man, my family needs to do this shit, you know. And I remember my sponsor telling me, don't worry about what they're doing because all you can do is change you and all you can do is lead by example. So I never knew that that shit would come true, you know, almost 16 years later. Um, but I was talking to my mom and she was like, you know, it just seems like when you were, you know, the first three years, you didn't even know what you were doing, you know. He's putting on chaps, dude. I know, he's it's all fucking... right. <laughs> It's all good. But she was like, you know, it just seems like the first three years you didn't even know what you were doing with the getting sober stuff. But she was like, once you hit that mark, it seems like you really figured it out. And, I mean, as much as that hurt my feelings when she told me that back then, because I was like, man, I thought I was doing pretty good. Like, she was right. I mean, it just took me a while to, like, figure out, like, how to live life. I mean, I started doing drugs when I was 13, got sober when I was 19. Most of my friends were like, But 13? Yeah. Like, how did – how? How does that start? Yeah, like 13 years old. <clears throat> yeah, I just started like, I decided to uh, get drunk for the first time and then I smoked pot. And I don't know, I believe addiction is a disease and mm-hmm. um, it doesn't care if you're a doctor or you're a lawyer or if you're a homeless person or whatever. And it affects everybody differently. And from the first time I tried that, I feel like I just like, it was just like a ski jump. I just fell right off all into it all at once. Damn. And went hard in the paint for about six years and almost died a couple of times, oh, you know. Shit. Um, when did you, like, wake up and finally, like, was like, okay, I've got to get sober? Um, So <clears throat> I got arrested in Tuscaloosa and um, I went to jail and the last time I went to jail. And I remember... Um, so when you go to jail, I don't know if you've ever been, but I have not. I have when one you go free bailout of jail card for my dad, yeah. and I'm saving it. Yeah, when you go to jail, you get one phone call, you know. Mm-hmm. And the night it was my turn to have my phone call, I just wanted to call somebody in my life that was like, you know, um, 
you know, it's okay, you're going to you're gonna bounce back from this, or, like, just tell me that I'd, like, at least done one good thing in my life, you know, and, and I'll never forget the feeling in my stomach, just, like, there was nobody to call. I'd, like, screwed up every, I'd screwed over everybody that was closest to me, and that's what addiction does, you yeah. know, and, and uh, I'll never forget that feeling in the pit of my stomach, like, just the terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair of, like, of, what all that brings on, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just terrible feeling and, um, getting out of jail and then saying that I was done with drugs and alcohol forever and then getting high that night and then just continuously like waking up, blacking out, you know, going to the plasma center to get blood sucked out of my arm so I could get like a handle of Evan Williams, you oh know, God. or, or, uh, Heaven Hill is what I drank. Heaven Hill. And, you know, like a pack of cigarettes at, you know, all before the age of 21, like throwing up blood and just waking up with the shakes and like just miserable, um, to finally like doing that for three months, like living on people's couches and shit. And when they would get tired of me, like kick me out and I'd go to the next person's house. So that's like, that was my, that was the part where I was like, I woke up one day and I was like, okay, like. I got to do something different. Yeah, you, you know? said on uh, that you used to sleep in your mom's car while she was at yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. And she let you do that? She let me do that. Mom was always kind of, um, people. it's called an, being an enabler now. Yeah. But she was always my ace in the hole, and she always had my back, you know. How's your relationship with your family now? It's great. My So when I was seven years sober, um, my dad passed away like two days before or a week before he passed away, I gave him my seven-year medallion, told, told him how much I loved him. And, so sorry. And then we hugged, and then he left, and then I left for the beach, and I came back, and he so he had a heart attack. Um, but, I mean, you know, I appreciate you saying that, yeah, but at the so same sorry. time, like, I couldn't have um, had the uh, better ending to that story. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like fucking movie quality, yeah. you know, yeah. like my dad got to see me like get sober, compl- get yeah. sober. We were best friends and like, so he, you made a man. Yeah. yeah. And he told me like the one thing that I've held on to and I still hold on to now. He's like, he used to tell me I'm an accountant, son. I hate my job. Do what you love. And he's like, you just got to stick with music. I know it's going to work out for you. So like, I still hold on to that, and I lived off that ambition for a long time after he died, you know, and there was probably times where I should have, like, not played music anymore mm. because I was not that good, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, your manager will tell you oh my that, of how bad I was. He knew, you know? I don't think um, that bad. So, yeah. Um, how do, Okay, so we're not going to harp on dig down and we can harp on it all you want i know but you talk about it so much and i mean yeah. you have other shit out there yeah. that's just as good like yeah we're doing other stuff now we're putting out a 20 song record this year no so shit it's gonna be awesome when yeah. soon i'm i'm uh, before i came here i was in the studio recording vocals i've got oh, two yeah. songs left and then weren't goes, you supposed to record here goes to mixing no we were or gonna write, write we were gonna write. write today but bayless had something he had to do oh yeah so Dang. okay so how did a little bit about it. How did Dig Down in Dallas start? So Matt how, McKinney. Yeah, Matt McKinney, Brent Gafford, and Drew Trosclair. Um, I guess they got together one day and like they this is the story as I understand it. They were trying to write this song that McKinney had started in college called Back to Dallas. Okay. About a girl like just like going back to Dallas. Is like he a, from Dallas? Like a guy named Dallas. No. 
Oh, so it's a guy named Dallas. Yeah, the thing, yeah, the thing about this story is, like, it's always, like, people, like, I tell it I, every night, like, doing the meet and greet, like, where did that song come from? Yeah, who, and it's what like, horror are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, who broke your heart? Because all my other songs are very real, you mm-hmm. know, and they're about, you know, real life experience. Um, but it, I always feel like whoever I'm telling the story to, it's always like a, it's kind of underwhelming, you know? But oh, yeah. it's pretty cool from a, I think from a songwriter standpoint. So they're writing this song called like Back to Dallas or like maybe it's about a guy or whatever. I dated a guy named Dallas. Did you? Yeah, it was horrible. Damn. No good. He didn't have good dick or what? We actually never had sex. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, Sounds that's a story terrible. for another time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the interview now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so. Um, I think they took a break because they just kind of like hit the wall, hit a wall with the song, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they went outside and smoked a joint or like they just you know took a break or whatever. And they walk back in, and Brent Gafford goes, "You know what? She's getting dick down in Dallas." And they all just kind of laughed, but then they just started playing with like alliteration of words, you know, and mm-hmm. like different sex acts and things sex like that. Um, so then they had like a verse and a chorus, and I remember. McKinney, so I how I originally met Matt McKinney was is uh, I used to play covers for a living. I did it, you know, four nights a week, four hours straight, no mm-hmm. breaks. I did it for six or seven years. Did you do that in uh, like Tuscaloosa or Birmingham? Over. I mean, Alabama, really? we did the Tin Roof Circuit. Oh, damn. We traveled everywhere in my SUV <laughs> and um, we did it for a long time. Well, I was playing at Sky Bar in Auburn, Alabama. Okay. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Broadway girls joint. Y'all should oh, go for sure. Do some content. That would be cool. I just hate Alabama. I'm sorry. Do you? I went to A and M. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. Gig them. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, y'all's programs going shit real quick. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so I uh, I was playing down there, and I used to change the words to like. The cover songs. Like, like Tallywhacker, is that what yeah, I heard? Yeah, like I would change like drink in my hand to dick in my hand just to see if people were like I'm listening. Fucking dead. And uh, I changed uh, Big Green Tractor to take you for a ride on my big Tallywhacker. And like funny. this tall guy came up to me, which it was Matt, but back then I didn't know. And just like gave me nucks and was like, man, good set, like whatever. So the first week I moved to Nashville, I go to Revival one night, which it's a round. It's not a thing anymore, but yeah. for a long time it was a big, big round in town at Tin Roof on the church pew. And um, McKinney walks up to me and he's like, dude, I met you in Auburn. You were changing the words to Big Green Tractor, to Big Tallywhacker. Nice to meet you, or good to see you. We shook hands, and then we we became instant friends. Like, we found out that he lived down the street from me. Damn. And we just started hanging out, playing Madden, and, like, not really writing much together, just hanging out. Well, so we're friends, and fast forward, all that stuff happens. And um, he sent me a dick down in Dallas, which all I had was, like, first chorus. I didn't think anything of it. Thought it was funny, whatever. Um, and then COVID happened, and the world shut down. And I went from playing four nights a week, and then I would write songs, you know, here in town, and then I would get on the road and go play shows, to like really hanging out with, you know, the people that I was writing songs with, and that was McKinney. And McKinney has this innate ability to like, every friend group has this guy or girl. It's like you would you hang out with people because he's friends with them, you yeah. Know? Like, but if you just like met that other person, you would never hang out with them. Oh yeah, you know. So, like, I found my, like, true net core friends 
friend group during COVID. Oh, that's good. And at the time, I was living with Ella Langley, her boyfriend at the love time. Love Ella. Yeah, we lived together still. Yeah, I loved y'all's um, episode on the when y'all oh, were eating shit. Yeah, the Christmas, the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but Ella, and then Ella was dating a guy at the time, Clay Barker, which we're still friends. And then his manager, Mitch Wallace, which Mitch does all my content, uh-huh. and he's he's co-host on the DM Monday podcast. But Mitch is like, I've always known Mitch is like a smart person. Like, if mm-hmm. he says to do something, then like, I always like think about it, you know. Um, but we went to like Chili's one day or some shit, which is gross. But we were driving back from Chili's. It was me, McKinney, and uh, Mitch. And McKinney had finished Dick Down in Dallas and he like, played the work tape. And I was, and Mitch was like, dude, if this was a song right now, I would like buy it. I'd spend 99 cents on it, you know, because nobody yeah. really buys music anymore. No. He was like, this, this song's awesome. And I, and I just got, to, I didn't think anything of it, but I was like, started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what, man? I've been putting out music since like 2013. Nobody ever really? gave a shit. You have? Yeah. Yeah. I put out a full record when I what? was like 22 or 23 or something like that. So what know. was your first song that you put out? Um, well, I put out a full record. I put out like 13 songs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I gotcha. Um, that old record's kind of embarrassing now to go listen to. It's just like my voice, does, it doesn't even sound like me, you know? Um, but anyway, so I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. Like, let's do it. So I, um, started learning the song, started playing shows, like singing Dick Down in Dallas at like, because we were starting to be able to play shows again. I remember we played in Statesboro, Georgia. Have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. Great, great place. STD capital of the world. STD capital? Yeah. Well, in the words of Brady Riley, that's called shit to do. So shit to do. I've got shit to do. I've got STDs. i got shit to do. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You knew that. You knew Dick Down in Dallas was going to go viral. I didn't. You didn't? No. Come on. For that me? catchy of a fucking song? I mean, I mean, at this point, there wasn't like... Going viral wasn't even, like, really even a thing, you know? Like, the only person I knew, like, that went viral before that was Priscilla. I mean, yeah, there was no, like, there TikTok was still, like, becoming a thing. I mean, I remember, remember during COVID, like, my sister, like, telling me about this thing called TikTok. But I didn't yeah, know during COVID. Of it. Yeah. But, like, way before that. So, like, going viral, like, wasn't a thing. Um, really, I mean... Of course, there was, like, viral, like, America's Got Talent videos and shit. I bought so much shit off of TikTok during COVID. Yeah. It was unreal. Yeah. On TikTok? Yes. All those, like, so much shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. All that unemployment money, I was buying dumbass shit. Yeah. I remember uh, after Dick Down in Dallas, the first year, I spent $15,000 on Amazon. (laughs) What? What the fuck did you get? I don't know. I shit you seen on TikTok? I don't know if it was shit on TikTok or just like I don't know. I was like, That's when OnlyFans started ramping up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. How much I, money you spent on OnlyFans? Well, I spent on uh, that was this year. I spent three grand on OnlyFans. This year? Yeah. Like from, from January to September. I don't have it anymore. I deleted it. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Anybody we know? Of course. Yeah. I was gonna we would have to cut that part out anyways, Carter. Yeah, do you subscribe to Taylor's? Taylor? Yeah. Who's Taylor? Yeah, it's irrelevant. I'm just kidding. My old co-host. Oh, no. I didn't know she had one. Oh, yeah. Matt was like, oh, I I spent $15. Somebody somewhere is going to get Chick-fil-A. 
Yeah. I was like, okay. No, I didn't. I didn't even know if she had one. Um, but usually OnlyFans for me was like a thing. If like I was <laughs> fucking Carter. If I was like, you know, just scrolling through Instagram, I was like, oh, I wonder what her tits look like. And then you could just like pay five bucks and yeah, see her I mean, tits, like and tits. then unfollow, unsubscribe, and then it's done. I never think about that girl ever again. You know what I mean? I'm fucking dead. But anyways, um, where were we? Um, how'd you feel like once it went viral, like Dick Down in Dallas? Um, I mean, it was a magical night. It was, it was unforgettable. You know, like I talked about the stuff with my dad earlier. Wait, did it go viral on TikTok first? No, it went viral on Facebook first. Really? Yeah. So Matt Burrell, um, has in, in the round yeah. uh, podcast and he hosts the round you mm-hmm. know, at Live Oak and, they were starting to let us have rounds and stuff again. And he said, dude, I want you to come to um, the round. I want you to play your songs. You know, what's funny is I went to one of the rounds that you did. Yeah. And I heard it and I was like, oh yeah. Like, I think one of the first times you were like playing it in a round, I was there. He was Mm -hmm. like, I want you to like play your songs. Cause I have a song called little tired. That's about mental health. And he looked like that's his favorite song. And, He's like, I want you to come play that, but then I just want you to do a bonus song and sing and play Dick Down in Dallas. Well, like I like I mentioned, I'd started playing it at, at like gigs and stuff, and we would always have these bonfire parties during COVID, and like it, so it became like this campfire song that all of our friends knew. Well, that night we were in Live Oak, it was just all of our friends. So I played Dick Down in Dallas, and like the whole bar singing it because it's just all of our friends. And Nikki yeah. T raised rowdy, takes a video of it, puts it on Facebook from there. Trey Bonner, the guy that he runs my socials and, like, you know, he's part of the team. He's been part of the team since 2017, which is pretty cool. Um, he posted it, got it posted on, like, Caller Daddy's face. They have, like, a Facebook group. Yeah, they did, and then they, like, got uh, yeah, rid of it. Yeah, so it got on there, and then from there, McKinney got it put on Old Road because McKinney used to send in, like, Old Road videos, like, back in his college oh days God. in Athens. That's funny. And then um, I made it on Total Frat Moving College. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, my ass did. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So uh, there was that, and then um, we—I'll never forget—I was dating this girl at the time, and we were trying, like, trying to figure out if I was gonna, like, you know, re- like record the song or, or like how I was gonna do it. If I was gonna go like more Corey Smith vibes and just do like acoustic, or if I was gonna do like you know, like a full production, and Maxwell was producing my stuff at the time. Um, was like, man, we should go full band or, like, whatever. And then Grady Saxman texted me, which he's played on everything I've ever done since I've been putting out music, and he, all his text said was Dick Down in Dallas. So I called Maxwell. I was like, well, I guess we're recording at Grady's, and we're doing full production, like you said. And we went to Grady's, and Bonner, Trey Bonner came over and, like, took video of us in the studio, and he took this one video and he sent it to me to like post on TikTok. And I'll never forget, I was driving down to Huntsville, Alabama to play a four hour acoustic gig, paid Damn. like 300 bucks. And on my way there, I posted, um, I posted uh, the video. And when I got done playing the gig, I had 3 million views on TikTok. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then, I mean, the rest is really like history. Like we, we had like, I don't know, like I think it was like, 
nine. It could have been like thirteen thousand actual people that bought the song. Like it, it debuted it, debuted at number one on the iTunes charts. Like, yeah, and a lot of people shit like on it, it for a minute. Like I, it, I, I never got any hate of it. You didn't? No, not at all. Well, I'm from the Bible Belt, so yeah. people were like, "Oh my um, god!" But I mean, it, I mean, and at that point, I didn't care. Like, we were Billboard number one. It beat out BTS. Like, I had BTS fans on Twitter coming after me. Like, no way. They were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> But like it was a such a as as foul as a song is, you know, and where I come from, you know, it's like it's an, it's really just a joke, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's not a serious thing, you know. I'm not like more women listen to that song than guys do. I think so many people you know? want this wild ass story behind yeah. that song, and you're like, yeah. no. but like the night it came out, like I went in my room and I cried, and like I thank God, I got on my knees, and like I guess everything, all the bullshit I've ever been through, like chasing this music thing Mm -hmm. was all worth it to like have this moment right here and like my dad was right you know stick with music it's gonna work out and then that just kind of launched everything from there on you know I've had the same manager since I was playing Mexican restaurants and you know so like we and he owns a production company so we were able to go out in, in 2020 to through 2021 because it came out in December so from there on we were able to that first year we played 140 shows and uh we brought out like a badass lighting package and i hired um um ben miller which was a longtime friend of mine he used to play for riley green and okay and then terry and matt McElwain, my drummer he's been in my band for seven years wait is that the um my sweet boy no which one like just broke off his engagement. Oh yeah, none of that's real. But yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's not real. Yeah, we're just doing it to oh like. Oh my god. Okay, so that's what it. I was gonna ask you about. We're just, All the... we're just doing it to promote my music. Yeah. I can't stand you. Right well, now. it's fun. <laughs> because I didn't know all that shit was fake. Like I was. I was going to ask you about it because I saw all these, like, engagements, and I was like, okay, like, are those fake engagements or they're real? Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because, like, when we do, like, a, do an engagement in the bar, when you take the video, it looks like, like, when you put the music to it, it looks like people are really excited, but when you do it in the bar, nobody b- believes it. So but everybody he never really got internet. engaged. He never really got engaged. He's single forever. Oh, my God. So you had yeah, to, like, he's make not up allow- a story he's, so he's, he could still get pussy? He's not, he's not allowed to date. He had one oh. girlfriend one time, and it was just she real was bad. shit. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was shit on her part or his part, but he just couldn't handle it. So you had to make up a fake story of him not like being engaged anymore, so he could still get pussy. No, we didn't do that. He gets pussy on his own. He's good oh looking. My God. Yeah, he gets more ass than toilet seat. Mm. Yeah. STDs. No, he doesn't. We say if he doesn't have okay. STDs, then they don't exist. So because oh he's never had one, but you know he he gets he gets with the ladies a lot. Good for him. Yeah, so if you're single. You should probably go hang out with him. I mean, he's he's good short. at sex. He comes every time. I, I'm sure every guy does. <laughs> I, I mean, what? So it's wait, wasn't another joke. one? Um, another one of your band members got engaged. So what we do is is we do, um, we get somebody engaged, and then I'm trying to promote this new song I have. It's called Always You. It's like a it's a love song. Uh, okay. And, When's that dropping? Um, I'm not sure yet. We're we're still trying to, you know, go viral with it or you was know, the whatever. last song uh single again? Was that the one? Yeah, that was that was my second number one. So Love everybody that song, everybody that called me a no, uh one hit wonder can eat my ass because yeah, I'm not much. anymore. Yeah, so, and I like shut the door. Is that, yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, single again's good, but yeah. you also had a person in that video that I fucking hated. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That girl. 
Bad yeah, girl. she told people that we were dating. Yeah, I know, because I had to talk to Kara about yeah. it. I was like, get this bitch Well, I mean, I'm here. not going to say I'm, like, white as snow innocent on that. Like, I did, I did like, throw out the well, idea. Well, she's also a pathological liar, but... Yeah, yeah. She's she's not all there, um, <laughs> for sure. But, um, anyways, um, where were we? You just want to go into that? I mean, we can't. Oh, okay. No, your, ne- your next single, Always You. Always so, You. Oh, yeah, yeah. When is that coming that. out? I'm not sure when that's coming out. Okay. Um, we just did the full record. I think our next single is a song called Up Yours, oh. which is which is pretty fun. I've been teasing it some on social media. But anyways, what, what we do is, is we get whoever gets engaged, they get engaged, and then their engagement ends, and then they're single like a middle finger. So we're just, okay. we're just driving content, you know, um, because I will probably never – I don't know if I'll ever get married or not or like, you know – Wait, Just, you were married though, right? I was married for six years. You don't years. have to talk about it if you don't yeah, want to. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm an open You were married for six years? Yeah, I was married for Holy six shit. years. Holy yeah. shit. Where's that girl? Uh, she's st- she's back in Alabama. She married one of my friends. Ooh. Yeah. Did, did you see that coming? No, I honestly didn't. And I mean, we weren't like really good friends, but put it this way, I wouldn't try to date his ex-wife. You know what I mean? Yikes. So were y'all like, how did y'all meet? I um, mean, we met and we were both sober. And then okay. um, uh, she decided she didn't want to be sober anymore. So it was, uh, it just came to a point where it was like, I'm either going to, you know, like get fucked up or, or choose sobriety. So Six fucking years. I choose sobriety, yeah. And like, you know, she had a kid and I helped raise it. It was part of his life. And okay. that was tough. You know, that was that's probably the hardest thing that I probably still think about, but I don't question anything now because I know everything kind of happens for a reason and um, it all worked out, you know. I mean, I was broke as fuck back then. I was broke. Yeah. I was broke when I moved to Nashville. I had a mattress on the floor. And, when did you move? Uh, 2019. Okay, I yeah. moved here in 2018. Yeah. So, like, when I moved here, and I mean, I'm sure, like, everybody else does, we move here with nothing. And, I mean, I literally could fit everything I had in one car load. Damn. You know. And now I've got so much shit, I don't even know what to do with it, you know. How'd you meet Ella? Um, I met Ella, so um, me and Mitch, the guy that runs my social media, we were kind of talking to the same girl at the same time. Oh, my fuck. Have you ever talked to Ella? Do what? Have you ever, like, hooked up with her? No. Hell no. I know. People used to say that about, like, me and Levi, and I'm like, listen, no. Yeah, I mean. Fuck. Like, I love Ella, and she's a pretty girl. Yeah. No doubt about it. Like. Some of my friends back home, they'll be like, man, I'm just going to say it. Ella's fucking hot. And I'm, he's like, why don't you just try to fuck her? And I'm just like, man, that I'm just like, I don't even look at her that way. Yeah, like I would little, fucking never look at Levi that way. Like, the other day we were, we went to Costco and like bought some, we just got a, we just got a new house. It's just me and her. And mm-hmm. we were like, uh, uh, we were getting some shit, some TVs and stuff at Costco. Oh my God. And uh, she was, like, getting up in the back of the truck. She was like, were you just looking at my ass? I was like, yeah, I was just trying to see if I could ever be into it, and I'm still not, so Oh, we're good. my God. <laughs> it was funny. That's fucking but, funny. yeah. Um, so, no, we don't, we don't ever do that, but uh, I'm not into that. We're, we're like brother and sister. That's good. A but lot of she people is just my don't best, fucking understand that. But she is my, like, I will say that she's my best friend. That's like, good. I feel like I have a lot of people in this world that call me their friends, but mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of people that are, like, my friend back, and she's my friend back. She's like, she is, and that's, like, my biggest thing in this world is, like, loyalty, you know, and, and because I have been hurt so much, you know, yeah. it's like, 
I am very guarded in the sense of like who I let into my like my real circle, you know, and and like even when I do have people that are in my circle, I'm like, when is this person gonna like let me down or like, you know, whatever? And Ella has constantly showed up, like constantly, always been there for me. So it's it's pretty cool. So you really don't like think that. you'll uh, ever get married again? Well, I mean, there's only one girl I would marry. Do Put I know it that her? Way. Yeah, that's Kara. Really? Yeah, that's it. I'll never forget uh, when I was working at Winners and Losers, you uh, shouted her out, and I was like, okay, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, our relationship's been rocky at times, um, uh, definitely, for sure. Um, we, I think we've broken up and gotten back together a million times. I mean, it's in all my songs, so it's not like... So they're all about her. It's, yeah, they're all about her. Um, I mean, it's always you. You know what I mean? It's uh. always her. So... Um, but, like, I had, like, at one point I had, like, started dating this new girl. And then I was, like, listening back to this, like, record. And I was just, like, man, there's no way that I could, like, I can, like, be in another relationship and, like, listen to this record or, like, perform. And I was, like, I was like, I got to be single. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, move on. I got to, like, see this through. And that's just, like, part of being an artist, you yeah. know? But... Um, are y'all together again? Uh, uh, we're not together. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess. It's a situationship? Yeah. It's a situationship, but, like, honestly. Because you tagged Broadway Girls the other day, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. She uh-huh. told me that you had, you had asked her to come I did, on here. So I, I love her. She, I was like, well, I might as well just talk about it while we're on there. But I, mean, I love her. Um, Yeah, she's great, man. She's she's. You really, weren't at our white trash party, were you? Uh-uh. Oh, damn. Okay, I thought you were. Yeah, yeah. me and Levi threw this huge white trash party for Jenna's birthday at our house, and her and Priscilla were there, and it was fucking oh, wow. wild. Yeah, she's really awesome. I mean, we don't ever, like, even when we're not, you know, like, when we're off and we're not together, like, we don't ever fight or, like, cuss. It's never, like, mm-hmm. toxic, you know? It's just, like, we just... That's good. You know, we just do our thing, but... um, No, nah, I mean, she's a really good girl. She always... She always shows up for me even when she's not. But this last time, like, we had each I was like, we got to block each other. Like, I need you to, like, just leave me alone if we're not going to. Oh, shit. If we're not going to do this, you know. And, like, the way she got back in contact with me is she sent me a dollar on Venmo and said, unblock me. Love that. <laughs> so, Has she ever sent emails? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I love the I blocked have, email I have shit. One, I have one ex that still emails me. Nuh-uh. Yeah, from, like, way back in the day. Why? I don't know. But she just like I'm not that cool, you know what I mean? Oh my god! Like I'm like I mean, if I like I look like a melted ice cream cone when I'm Shut naked. So I mean, up. like I'm not attractive that much. So I don't oh my know. God. Do you think you and Kara are like gonna get married? I hope so. You know, I mean, Aww. I hope that 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 works out one day. But um, it's very hard to have a relationship doing what we do for a living. You know? Yeah. And and the separation. You know the being apart and things like that i mean not that i would ever like cheat on her i never have or yeah. anything like that um it's just tough you know i mean when you know your your life is you know so so crazy all the time but um i, w- I would like to see it work out but like at this point i'm like you know if she came to me tomorrow and was like hey i can't do this anymore like i'd be okay really know? yeah i mean like well, for one thing, I know we'd be back together in a month, but oh my god, <laughs> you know, but like, so it's not this, toxic, but if yeah, well, at this point, it's like you know, 
I don't know. I feel like right now this version of us is the best we've ever been. Like, Good. I think it just comes down to communicating and, you know, so we'll, right. we'll see what happens. You know? Oh, my God. I can always just write, you know, five million more songs about her. Shit. What are you doing, Carter? Getting more batteries. You're making it nervous. I know. Yeah. Okay. Do what? Okay, so we are going to do a segment sponsored by Fucklehead Bourbon and Vodka, but even okay. though you don't cool. drink, no worries. You can drink double for me. I drank it already, which I was going to get another one, but it's fine. Carter, I don't know if I trust you to board Drink me it straight, girl. Are you listen, a Broadway I'm to, girl or not? Listen, I had a real... Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and get this out in the open. When I was in college, you know like when you start chugging a Gatorade or something like that and you don't taste it till like the third chug? Yeah. It was ever clear. Singed my throat. Literally had to go to urgent care. Never told Singed my parents. Singed it. Yeah, have what you drank ever clear? Yeah. Yeah, and literally I've... Okay, I've thrown up five times in my entire life. Yeah. Five times. Singed my fucking throat. I threw up everywhere, like all over myself, everywhere. It was so bad. Had to go to the urgent care because I was like, oh, my God, like my throat is burnt. Yeah. And so never told my parents about that. Sorry, Mom. And, um, yeah, so I cannot – the only liquor I can shoot straight is Crown Apple. I don't know why, but I get real feral. Yeah. But then I can shoot tequila, but I can't shoot more than three shots. Or I'm going to fight everybody. Yeah, that's why I had a song written about me, but it's okay. Who wrote the song about you? Um, Tyler Halverson. Oh, nice. Did y'all date? No, we didn't. Oh, okay. We went on a date one time, and then he was like, oh, let's break out the Kodigo. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to warn you. Like, I can't shoot tequila more yeah. than three shots, or I'm going to fucking fight everyone. Yeah. And then, yeah, that happens. What so. song is it? Kodigo. Okay. Kodigo, well, that's what he says. But, yeah, it was a great time. Great time. Great. But, um, yeah, so sponsored by Fucklehead. So um, if you were in a bachelor or a bachelorette trip, well, obviously not bachelorette, but what character are you? The one who cries, the walk of shame, the one who gets lost from the group, the one who ends up in jail, or the one who pisses in public? The one that pisses in public. Really? Sober or not. Have you pissed in public? <laughs> How many times have you pissed in public? I'll pull it out anywhere. <laughs> Did you piss on Broadway before? Uh, I don't think I ever have, but if I had to go, I would. Really? How many yeah. times you been on Broadway? Like a, a lot? lot? I love Broadway. You do? Yeah, I love Broadway. I prefer it over Midtown any day of the week. I know that's a fucking joke. I'm serious. You are not a local then. What the fuck? I just don't like Midtown because every time what? you go out, it's like, hey, man, uh, you want to like ride sometime? Or, <laughs> you know, like do this or like, I don't know. I feel like everybody's just always talking about like who's doing what. I always who's, act deaf like Who's I can't the hear next him. big thing? Like, I just like, if I'm going out, man, I want to go out and like experience like live music. I mean, I used to like, you know, what those people do on Broadway mm-hmm. is what I used That's the world I used to live in yeah. for a long time. So I have a. I have a tremendous amount of respect for people that play on Broadway and, and like, do that. And it's just a, it's just an awesome atmosphere to be a part of because, like, everybody that's down there that, you know, they're not from here. So they're, like, they're here to rage and have a good time. And, like, I'm at the point in my career where I might get noted, like, I might get recognized, like, some. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, to a point to where I can't, like. Have you played on Broadway? No. Really? I mean, I used to play on Broadway, like, a little bit, but nothing, like, nothing like those guys down there do. But I did, like, all the Tin Roof circuits, so, like, I did that grind forever. 
you know, like playing covers, playing the, you know, playing for tips, playing wagon wheel and, you know, oh, whatever, you five million times, playing, Mor- playing Morgan fucking Wallen five million, million times, you know. Um, you play fucking wagon wheel. Yeah. I no, mean, money's money. When you when you don't even know how you're going to pay your rent, you'll play wagon wheel 45 times. This looks like piss. Just kidding. Do you want some Sprite for that? Yeah, I've got it. I feel like I'm going to die. Which one are you? What? On that list. Um. Do you love Broadway or do you hate it? I fucking hate Broadway. Wow, that's awesome. I worked down there for two and a half oh, years. okay, so you worked down there. Yes, and honestly, I got some of the stupidest fucking questions and met some of these stupidest people. I was already a bitch, but like... And when you're single, Broadway is the spot. More than Midtown. You know, honestly, I... Maybe not for girls, you know, but for guys. No, I don't fuck with Broadway. And yeah, Broadway girls, I mean, I did. I did the whole Broadway thing for a while. And like, I worked at Whiskey Row for eight months. And I worked at Jason's for two years. But if you didn't... When I was working at Whiskey Row, if if you didn't get kicked out when you worked there, you didn't really work there. So I can't even tell you how many times I got kicked out of Whiskey Row. I mean, the sound sounds awesome in Whiskey Row. Like, if you go to like... You go to like Tin Roof and like some of the, uh, I mean, it's just some of the people that they have playing at Whiskey River. I mean, I like it, but I just like, I like it during the daytime. Yeah. I don't, I, I like it. hate the I second like, floor. Uh, let me correct that. I like Broadway during the week. I don't like going on the weekend. Oh, yeah. No, I like, so yeah, the morning time and stuff like that, all this stuff going on. I did, bro- I did uh, Broadway brunch last, I did my, that was my first, I did Where? the first one a few weeks ago with Kara and her friends. Where at? Well, we went to some place that wasn't on Broadway. It's more like West End. But then we went to like, we went to Kid Rock's. We went to uh, Whiskey Row. We did like everything. It was awesome. We had a good time. That's where you saw me. Yeah. Broadway I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So what's the craziest place you, where's the craziest place you've had sex? Craziest place I've had sex. Why are you fucking laughing, Carl? Um, craziest place I ever had sex was, uh, was in the, I played disc golf. Like, like the fucking frisbee shit. Throw frisbees, like yeah. You don't want to see me throw a frisbee. Yeah, so I, I had sex in the, the in my up. in my truck, uh, it, but like in the disc golf um, parking lot. That's really the craziest sex story yeah. you have. I was expecting more out of you. Yeah, well, you got to realize I had a girlfriend the whole after Dick Down in Dallas popped off. Before that, well, I was just her, a, right? yeah. Before that, I was just fat. You know. Oh shit. <laughs> you. I mean, I but I mean like that was pretty crazy because like I had the passenger door open and like you're just fucking railing yeah, her. Yeah, right I mean there. I was like standing out, you know, like outside of the truck, oh, just going to town. I'm dead. I figured yeah. like knowing like Karen. her head was just like hitting the uh, the center console, you know. It was, oh, it was fun. Just hitting the. Head you figured so. what? I just figured like Kara, just her personality and stuff like that. Y'all would just have some fucking funny ass story. Yeah, no, she's not. She's not wild like that. She's a good girl. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, so. She's not into wild stuff. Oh, damn. I'd have to damn it, all, Kara. I have to do that, all that, all of my wild stories when we're on breaks, you know. Oh, so you can't say your wildest place you've had sex? No, no. I'm, I'm just saying that was the wildest time, but it wasn't with Kara. You know what I mean? Oh. It was with whoever. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Okay, so what comes to mind when you hear the words holler and swaller? Holler and swaller. Like, you know, that Nashville stuff. Oh, it's like, you know, standing yeah. on stage. Let's get a holler and a swaller. Yeah, we did That's that on Broadway this weekend. And this woman goes, um, when I swallow, my husband hollers. Oh, wow. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. 
So you don't think anything else was Ozzy? I don't know, because, I mean, like I said, I did. It's I a did, Broadway thing? I, did, I mean, no, like, that's like a cover band, like, you know, like 101 right there, you know. Yeah. Come on, y'all, let's get a holler and smaller. Woo. Tip your bartenders and waitresses. My mom, she goes. We're going to play this Morgan Wallen cover. Poor me. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom goes, isn't that when you, like, swallow? And I was like, no, mom, that's not what it means, yeah. but that's okay. So, uh, if someone were to write a song about you, what do you think it'd be called? Oh, I don't know. That's a toughie. This guy's an idiot. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, uh, sometimes I feel like that's a general, like, thought, maybe. I mean, I've never just like, oh, Trailers is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Or this dude's wild or something like that, you know? Oh, my God. Okay, so who, uh, well. What would your answer be? Mine? Yeah. If, if, well, than, I already got one fucking yeah. wrote about me, so. Yeah. Well, if you could choose, what would it be? I mean, honestly, probably that. He wrote another one about me called like, Yellow Rose of Texas, and I, Tyler, Texas is like Yellow Rose. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I feel, you've Damn, heard it, Carter. I even, feel like it would. You even hook up with this guy and he's writing no. songs about you? No, we went on one fucking Damn. date and I was like, all right. Yeah, I mean, you've heard it, right? I've heard, the it. I've heard his song? music. Burrell loves his music. He is literally an angel of a yeah. human. I love him so much. Yeah. If I could put him in my pocket, He's living I would. in Texas now, right? He's back and forth. Mm. I'm the one that told him to go and, like, make a Texas scene. I was like, you need to go there and, like, build up that, like, fan base. And he was like, okay. Are you actually from Birmingham? Yeah, I'm from the city, the suburbs. What suburb? Birmingham, Vestavia is where I went to high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, Vestavia Hills. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering. I have friends from Gasden, so. Yeah. That's Shit where hole. my ex wife's from. What's her name? Oh, I mean. You can tell me later. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I was about to say, I was she like, was seven years older than me, so I doubt you would know her. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, my friends might know. That's why I asked. It's like I told you, I liked older women when I was younger. Now I'm older, I like younger women. Yep. Carter, it. No. No. You know, my little sister, she goes to University of Arkansas. I think y'all should kiss right now. Oh, <laughs> you kidding. wait. You know what's fucking funny? Carter goes, I said, hey, do you have, like, an idea since, you know, Trey doesn't drink about the fucking fucklehead segment? And he was like, let's do the kissing game. I said, what the fuck is that? He goes, I don't know where you like kissing shit. I said, let's probably just not do Spin that. the bottle. <laughs> like what the f- dude? You need to what be the even executive mean? producer here. Yeah. yeah. God. I love this guy. Um. So, who's the most famous person that's been in your DMs, or who was the most famous person that you slid in their DMs? Uh, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say we can do the DM thing, but I would say. Um, a year ago today, I got a text message from Kid Rock, so that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, I went on tour with him. I did forty dates with him last year. Yeah, was it the bad reputation tour? Yeah, or something it like was that? fun. That's but, badass. Uh, um, I did a dub. I had shoot a couple with him of uh, notable DMs that are really cool. When Dick Down to Dallas first came out, Ernest sent me a DM, and he was like, "The quality of life is better now that this song is out." <laughs> so that was really cool. It really um, is. Um. I was on Theo Vaughn, or no, Chelsea Lynn DM'd me. I fucking love which her. Which is Trailer Trash Tammy, for those of you who You know, I was know. Trailer Trash Tammy uh, for Halloween two years oh, in a row. Really? Yeah, because I have that Reba shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, she, she Which, by DM'd, the way, come on my fucking podcast, please. She DM'd me and asked me to um, be a part of this, like, Christmas special, and it was, like, Justina Armistead and um, and Theo Vaughn and Chelsea Lynn and a bunch of, uh, like, Libby and all the, all the, that whole crew. So that was really cool. I got to be a part of that, and they were super nice. I want her to um, do the farting segment on my podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you yeah. not hear about yeah, that yeah, one yeah, where yeah. they put the, like, powder yeah, in Yeah, their pages. podcast is hilarious. It's fucking funny. Um, and then um, it's called, uh, what is it, their podcast called? We're Going Viral or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, their viral podcast or something. That's the fucking but, um, the One of the coolest, uh, so I signed a publishing deal with Sony Music. Um, I guess it's been. Did you get a half chub when that happened? I mean, I've always wanted to write songs for a living before I. Like it because, like, when I first moved here, I didn't even know if I was able to be an artist anymore. I felt like old as fuck, you know. <laughs> All my friends are like 20 something and they're way better than me at writing songs, you know. So, but I always wanted to write songs for a living. So, I mean, that was like, you know, a dream come true. But I'll never forget one day I was in the office and uh, Ross Copperman was in there, which, like, mm-hmm. he's a you know, he's produced some of my favorite records and written some of my favorite songs. and he was. He sent me a DM the next day. He was like, or that night, and he was like, "Dude, nice to meet you in the office today." Um, Dick Town in Dallas should have went to the Hall of Fame as soon as it came out. It fucking because should. there's like a lot of like songwriters that don't like that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like to have somebody like that's that big of a deal like say that like made me feel good. I was like, all right, I'm in the right place. Honestly, yeah. I love the Dick Down in Dallas song. I know that like it, that's not yeah. everything that you're oh, about. I love it too. I mean, hell, but, I mean, I'm still from fucking bills, Texas. I'm you know? shit. I mean, I, I mean, moved if here it from Dallas. For that song, I mean, I recorded seventy songs last year. Like, holy shit! Uh, yeah, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have had that, you know, that the that song and that blessing in my life, like that song changed my life. My, Internet our, sensation. Our group of friends' life. Like after that song popped off, we played a birthday round at Live Oak. Um, me and Maxwell, my producer. Um, and it was just going to be a friend hangout. All of our friends were playing. Ella, Joy Beth, like, mm-hmm. McKinney, everybody. And it turned into, like, a fucking industry night. Like, there was people from labels there. There was people, every publishing company was there. Like, all of our friends signed um, publishing deals or whatever, you know. And now Ella has a record deal. And, you know, it just shined. It. it I'm not saying I did that. I'm just saying that one song shined a light on all of our other friends that have been busting their ass with yeah. no, like, reward for a long time. So, I mean, it changed everybody's life. And, I mean, you know, like, some of my band members, their partners were able to quit their day jobs, you know. And, like, you know, I I take care of my guys that have been with me from day one, you know. I mean, I, Christmas, the following Christmas after that, I paid my mom's debt off, like, that's like my you know, dream. I gave my mom a check for like Damn. a lot of money, you know. Good her for and my you. stepdad, like there's so many things that I've been able to do um for the for the good and you know, not for just me and for other people and I mean with without that song that would have might have never happened. You know? Um pretty cool. That is pretty badass. Uh what's the craziest date you've been on in Nashville? Uh, in Nashville? Yeah. Man, I haven't really been on a lot of crazy dates. You haven't been Nashville. on a, a lot of crazy dates. Mm, I usually don't date people, you know what I mean? I'm I mean, either like, we go on one date and you're not, like, putting out, then, like, I'm just like, I'm out. Shut the fuck yeah. up. 
Really? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm not about it. If you're it. like, if you're not sucking my wiener hole, then like, we're not talking. I'm not like that, but like, I've probably done, I'm, if I really like a girl, I've done like two dates, you know? Okay. But if nothing happens after that, I'm like, I'm not going to be your life. Are you making the first move or they have to? Boy. No, I'm all, I'm making the first move for sure. Okay. You know? Like, I mean, it's not that hard to like read the room, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, read the vibe, you know? If the vibe's not there, then it's not there, you know? Just like, all right, I'll see you later. Damn. You taking Lacey out on a date? Lacey, yeah, we went on a date. Yeah. But it wasn't really like a real date. It was like friends. I got So, you. like, when I first met Lacey, I was still married. She was a bartender at a bar in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I love her. And I remember meeting her that night, and, like, I was like, God, I want to marry that girl. Like, hell yeah. And, I, like, I had a huge crush on her for a long time. Yeah. Even after my divorce, like, she wouldn't even give me her number, though. She would never give me She told me day. about that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You wouldn't um, even give him your number? She wouldn't even give me your number. And then we hung out once, and then um, here in Nashville, and, like, it was cool, and then um, whatever. But, like, I don't know. We were just kind of, like, you ever, like, hang out? You ever, like, think that you're, like, really into somebody, but then you hang out with them, and then y'all are just kind of, like, awkward together? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, me and Lacey yeah, are just kind of like, like me and Lacey are just kind of like awkward together. Like, there's no like, we don't flow well together, but we're good friends. You know? Yeah, I have like, a lot of people like that. We're cool, you know. Like, we've never even kissed or anything. Yeah, she told but me. Like, I was it, like, what? Like, it would just be awkward, you know. Damn. I feel like. Well, I feel like Lacey's pretty quiet for yeah, like the most part, yeah. but she's hilarious. Though. I know she I is. Mean, she is. She's one of a kind. Um, um, but I mean, like, and I've seen like we've talked, you know, like some of the. Guys that she's talked to or like whatever, like I would like. Don't even get me fucking. You ever started. like? Don't you ever, even you get ever me like, You ever like have that friend where you're like, they like be talking to somebody and be like, man, if I was like a girl, like I could never see myself like hanging out with that person. And I think it's like vice versa for the both of us, you know? Yeah. But yeah, she's cool. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the craziest date I've ever been on. Yeah, like I mean, listen, I've had some pretty like fucked up dates here, so I know you got one. Um. Or not, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a sit-down dinner date, because I know people here, they well, like... I do have this one story about Waco, Texas, if you want to hear Yes, that. that's what it, yeah. So Please me, do tell. Me and Kara had broken up, and I was like, that's it, I'm going on the road this weekend, somebody's getting it, you know? Somebody's like, getting it. It's, it's going down, I don't care date. what happens. So I play the show, there's this girl in the front row, she's like, you know, not like the cutest thing, but good enough, you know? And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, whatever. Do the meet and greet. I meet her or whatever. I was like, She'll right. do for now. I'll be like, I'll, I was like, I'll be done here in a minute. Just pick me up by the bus and we'll go wherever. So, did you like point her out of the crowd? You're like, you. Basically, yeah. Okay. And um, we, I get in her car. She was like, I just want to let you know it's that time of the month for me. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. And no, she was, I was like, <laughs> she was like, but I don't care. If God. You, she was like, God. I don't care if you don't care. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really into that. And she was like, she was like, but I'll give you head. And I was like, cool. Okay, yeah, suck my dick. And uh, she was like, well, we can go to my house or we can go to your friend's house and I, or her friend's house. And I was like, I don't really care. We can just do the blowjob right here if you want to, you know. I don't know. And uh, so we go to her house. We walk in. I walk in her room and she has a giant fucking cage with a snake in it. And I was like, no, nope, can't do it. Can't You're do it. I'm sorry. I gotta lying. get out of here. And she was what like, kind of snake? Like a boa? I don't care. It was a snake. I fucking hate snakes. Like, so you just literally told her, you're like, fuck no, bitch. I'm out. Well, she was like, I, all right, well, we can go to my friend's house. So we go to her friend's house. So you went with her after that? Yeah, we went to her friend's house. 
we get there. And by this time, I like I really just want to go home. But I like I'm just like whatever. I'm here. Like I'm a really nice guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna be like. I've never heard anything like bad about you, so that's yeah. why I know you're nice, dude. I'm just but. like I'm just like want to like not be rude, but at the same time, like I kind of don't want to do this. You're you like know? no, I saw there was a fucking snake in well, your house. Well, we go to our friend's house, and then like we start fooling around. The, you know the the blowjob thing starts and. I like realize I start like realizing that like I'm not gonna finish, you know. Like I was just like not this. You ever like go to a bar and you meet somebody and you think they're like really hot, and then you leave the bar with them and then you get in your house and the light like the real lights are on, not the neon lights, and you're like, wow, this person's pretty gross, <laughs> you know. I mean, <laughs> or like whatever. Kind of yeah, yeah, but it's just like. <sighs> but when you're drunk, it's like, oh well, fuck it, you know. But like, I'm just like completely sober. See, I'm you know? weird. I don't really have a type. I I like I go for more of like a personality. So mm-hmm. if you saw like my exes, you'd be like, what the fuck. Yeah. But I'm not gonna name names. Um. So, um, I was like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's just, like, go all the way here. And, like, I just, like. You fucked her anyway? Well, I caught a whiff of, like, what was going on. And I was like, I just got a shower. And, like, you're going to She's like, do you want me to get in the shower with you? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> let's not do this. If and, a dude, like, said that, was like, no, nah, don't get in the shower with me after that, I would be mortified. Yeah, but, like. Did you lay a fucking towel down? Like, damn. No, I mean, it was just bad all the way around. It was that bad? She was like, you want me to take you back to the bus now? And I was like, yeah. She was like, do you want food? I was like, finally, I was just like, no, I just want to go home. That's it. That's all I want to do. Like, I was just trying to be nice as I could. Did you even get her number? No, of course not. Oh, my God. So she bled all over your wiener. She bled all over your wiener, and then you're like, just get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, it was just bad. I had to go. Oh, my God. I would, yeah. I literally, I would. No. And then I was like, God, I can't be single. Kara, take me back. <laughs> oh, my God. So was that like the, cra- that was the only time besides the like That's shit on like, my chest, girl? That was like probably the craziest, you know, like, well, I mean, I've had other things, but we won't talk about those because I have oh. to out other people, so. Oh, I mean, we don't have to yeah. name names. And we've done like two guys, two hotel, you know, two girls, hotel room, like that kind of thing, but like. Okay. You know, like while you're on tour, yeah, on tour. Every all the crazy stuff happens on the road. I try not to like shit where I eat, you know what I mean? Yeah, I live by that. Love that. Shit where you eat, you do shit where you eat. No, I don't (laughs) shit where I eat. Oh my god, no, yeah, no, I have shit where I eat, but I don't ever like want to be in that position where like I walk into Red Door and I'm like, oh, I fucked that person, that person, that person. Yeah, we hooked up once, and then it's like. You know, it's like if one of your friends or like somebody in the music business that that's you really why I don't want, do it that you really want to know or like hang out with is like over there. You can't walk over there because it's like I mean I would, but I mean I don't want to make it awkward for that person. You know, I'm good at doing awkward, but you know, I mean I am too. I feel like I'm pretty awkward, but I'm just like mm, yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Sometimes that's I wish I was more of a gutter slut, but I'm just really not a gutter slut. Yeah. What's that? Just like um. You know, somebody a that gutter just, slut. Just, just, just gut, you're gonna just, slap bitches on the forehead with her no, with your dick. Just like a gutter slut. Just like a, somebody that fucks all the time. You know. A gutter slut. Yeah. Is that an Alabama term? I don't know. My old boss used to say it. Oh okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um. What else you got for me? Oh my god, I'm about to pee my pants. Well, you can take a break and go pee. I mean. We're about done. We're wrapping it up. Yeah, huh? we're wrapping it up. Um. Okay. So. Do you feel like people are receptive to your new music? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Well, the thing with Dick Down in Dallas is that it's always going to bring people to me. Yeah. You know, um, no matter what, no matter how far I get, people are always going to come to a show or always going to bring people to me. My mission statement is, is that if you come to a live show and you come there, Dick Down in Dallas fan, it's my job to make you leave a Trey Lewis fan. Good. And, um, you know, it's hard to, like, gauge it off of um, – you know, do I, you know, like only have Dick Down to Dallas fans? Because I really don't, you know, like I have fans. I can go to any market and sell 300 tickets without a doubt. You uh-huh. know, is that a shit ton? No. Am I going to be selling out the Bridgestone in two years? Who knows? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But like I'm do right now I'm doing everything in my career that I ever dreamed of doing. And that's just having a chance to get up every day, go write songs with the best songwriters in Nashville. Um, and get to tour on the weekends with my bands and, you know, um, and I get to help people with my music, you know. And for every, all those AA meetings that I went to for all those years and, you know, like, I'm showing all those people that if you never give up on your dreams and you bust your ass and you work really hard and, you know, you just try to do the next right thing that, you know, you can do whatever you want in life and, I mean, I feel like that's my my biggest thing, you know. I think that a lot of people probably look at me and they're like, oh, well, he'll never have a song as big as Dick Down Dallas or he needs to put another song out like Dick Down Dallas or whatever. Um, but, you know, my goals and who I, how I see myself is, is a little bit different than that, and that's okay, you know. Yeah. So. Okay, so Kid Rock. Was he, like, a mentor to you, or, you know, how did that whole tour go? Um, he wasn't really, like, a mentor, I, really? I would say. Um, I I mean, if he was anything like a mentor to me, it was just watching him every night. Like, okay. I went out every night and watched his set, because that motherfucker is a badass motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Like, he's 51. That motherfucker's crawling all over the stage, dude. If I did anything he was doing for longer than five minutes, I'd be throwing up. Yeah, I did a dove shoot with him, and I was just like, oh, my God, I don't even know how like, you're like. He's, like, this big. Yeah, he, like, flies in every night to the show, gets off the plane, walks straight on stage, walks straight no off. No fucking back way. Back to his plane, and he's out. But, uh, I mean, he's super nice. I have his number. I can text him anytime. Like, I wrote this song called Two Middle Fingers, and I sent it to him. He was like, this reminds me of something. It reminds me of some one winky face, you know, and it it was totally like a Kid Rock inspired type song, you mm-hmm. know. I wrote it over at his house. I write with all his writers, and okay. like he's like a good dude. Um, yeah. But I mean, I would say he was more of a mentor in a in the sense of like, just I feel like everybody in this world are te- is a teacher, and sometimes mm-hmm. people teach what not to do, and sometimes people teach you know teach you what to do just by how they move and i mean that's the like to me watching somebody work and their work ethic and their element is like the best um the best way for me to like see somebody and respect their body of work if that makes sense yeah like, it does. i don't want somebody to tell me what to do i hate being told what to do but like if I can go watch Theo Vaughn's podcast for four hours, then, like, I'm like, damn, that's how you do it right there. You know what I mean? Or, like, damn, that's how you segue from this to that. You oh, know? Yeah. Or, like, if I go listen to a bunch of songs that I love, I'm like, damn, that's how you put this kind of melody with that kind of rhyme, you know? Or, like, you know, it's pretty cool just to, like, admire people's work rather than them, you know, being like, well, you should do this and you should do that. So... Uh- 
Who's your uh, celebrity crush? Celebrity crush, Lauren Elena. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she was the OG dump truck. Yeah. I, OG, yeah. Oh, she was. My celebrity crush, like country music wise, or like. No, we, we, you said you didn't want to answer. That's yeah, fine. country music wise, no, I can't answer that. <laughs> Fuck uh, you. Um. So that's yours, country music wise, is Lauren Elena. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Chesney is mine. Really? Oh, I'd crush the fuck out of his bald head. You like bald heads? Yeah, I saw you taking it out. I knew you were fucking bald. <laughs> but, um, yeah, i crushed the fuck out of his bald head. I worked for him. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. I met him one time, and everybody's like, oh, my God, he's so shorter than you. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like right You don't there. care about that? You don't like girl? You don't care about guys being shorter than you? No, I love my short kings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, no, I love my short kings, but, um, yeah, I worked for him for, I've worked for his, like, uh, rum company since 2015. How tall are you? 5'9". Oh, okay. Yeah, how tall do you think I was? I don't know. Like a fucking giraffe? You've been sitting down the whole time. It's true. Um, okay, so... I know you talked about, like, what's coming next and stuff like that, your album that has 20 songs. And you still don't have, like, a set date. Don't have a set date yet. Okay, so. I mean, we literally just cut this thing, like, four weeks ago. Singing 15 songs is a lot. Yeah. Do you have any, like, collabs cooking right now? or Got a couple working. Um, Can you tell us a little bit or no? Uh, we're trying to get Brian Martin on a song. Do you know who he is? No. You would know his music. He's got the song called We Ride. It's like maybe he's he's great. He's an independent artist. Um, we got that, and then I want to um, see a Co Wetzel collab. Well, I know about one. I'll tell you after this. Not me. Oh, okay. But somebody else. Okay. So that's the only like collab you have coming up. Um, I have that, and then I just did the song with Cooper Allen and Thomas Mack. That was pretty. Oh fun. shit! Really? Yeah. Um, we put that song out in January. It's called Wait. Mexican Jail. Yeah, I was about yeah. to ask about that. Okay, so have you actually been in Mexican Jail? No, I haven't. I think that's a, a true story about, like, Dane and, um, I think, like, I don't know. It was a couple of other guys in Nashville but that, who wrote the song that, like, I think it was one of, the, like, one of their truths or something. But okay. it was just a fun song, and I thought it would be a cool, um... I will say, Cooper Allen and Thomas Mack, like, you know, they kind of, like, get a bad rap for, like, being, like, kind of, like, cheesy TikTok people. But I'm yeah. telling you, I worked with them dudes, and they're real stars. Cooper Allen's cool. Yeah. Cooper is, I mean, he just turns it on. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, I mean, they're they're good they're good people. And they I actually. Really hard, and they are talented at what they do. And, and um, I walked away from doing that collab with a whole new understanding of what they really do. I mean, those guys really grind. They really work hard. That's good. Yeah, I actually uh, listened to Mexican Jail or whatever um, It's on a the fun song. It's really not well, bad. Well, I was like, damn, like has my... this motherfucker been to Mexican Jail? And I was yeah. like, let's talk about it. My my band members, like, they'll tell me, like, when I put out a song, they're like, yeah, that song's kind of not it, Trey. You know, like, they're real really? brutal. Okay, that, good. I love it because they're, like, brutally honest with me. And they're allowed to be because they've been with me for so long. Mm-hmm. And they keep me honest, keep me on my toes. But they were like, man, this song's really not that bad. We were, th- we kind of like this. We're going to add this in the live set, you know? Yeah. Have you been to Mexico? I've never been. I've never even been out of the country. Damn. Do you have a passport? 
Uh, I got to get one. My manager's on me about it. Yeah, I mean, you fucking should at this point. Yeah. But, um, okay, well, that's all the questions I have. Well, but thank you so much for coming on Broadway Girls. Thanks for Girls. having me on. Yes, I appreciate it. And we're excited to see what you put out uh, with your 20-song album. It's going to be fun. Yes. Okay, so when I end this podcast, I make everybody do – You know, have you watched the video where it's like, Broadway Girls, and they're like, bleh, bleh. Yeah. Have you done it? You have seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Can you do it? Like, Broadway girls. Eh. <laughs> How's that? That's perfect. It's fucking perfect. Okay.